Good morning. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, good to see you this morning. Um, today I'll be preaching from from Luke chapter eighteen, verse eight to verse one to eight. And I'll start by reading the scripture. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in in that town who kept on coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversaries. For some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I I do not fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? Amen. I'm going to start off with a short prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this morning. I am here as your vessel. Use my lips to reach your people, my Lord. May your grace infiltrate our hearts, my Lord. May you touch them in the way that you want to touch them, O Lord. Comfort your people, almighty King. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. 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 So the message of today is justice. As from the dictionary, the justice means uh, fair or fair-mindedness. Another description can say equity. And this is part of a series that is called Restored. So today I'm going to try to find out or rather explain how does justice bring about restoration. Men have wrestled with justice from time immemorial. You may recall from Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, when, when God asked Cain about his brother after he had murdered his brother. He said, what have you done? The blood of your brother is crying out to me. Even when things are covered up, God brings out justice eventually. It may be slow, but eventually he does. It is a thing that 
is continually present in man's history. Even Nelson Mandela says that the oppressor and the oppressed lose out on their humanity when there is injustice. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's the essence of what he said. So justice plays a very fundamental role in restoring us as the body of Christ and as individuals. So in using this scripture, I'm going to explore it using the two main characters that are found in it, which is the widow and the judge. So the widow is representative of somebody who is vulnerable, somebody who is less privileged. In this case, this is the widow who came by herself to plead her case. She didn't even have somebody to support her. The judge represents somebody who is in authority or privileged or who have the power to control the situation, whatever it may be. I shall begin with the judge. It is said in the scripture that this judge feared not God, nor cared about men. In other words, he was corrupt. And he had this power, this position of authority. This comparison, this is not a lesson of comparison with God, rather of contrast as to if an ungodly judge out of the persistence of the widow can relent to her petitions, what more of a judge who is ungodly? He was moved, maybe not out of conviction, out of fear, but nonetheless he was moved. Our God is just. Better than this judge, or there's no even no comparison to that. He is moved because he loves us. In Psalms 11 verse 7, it says that the Lord is righteous and loves justice. So the judge answered the petition. So if ever you are struggling to know whether God hears you, he has plainly said it in this scripture, trying to illustrate to you that if the most evil among you can listen, can hearken unto your pleas, what more about me, a just God? That is what he said. We should not ever lose that, that God hears us. And frankly, I don't think we as believers struggle much about whether God hears us or not. Perhaps sometimes it is when we are in the wrong or when we have sinned that we struggle to believe that God can hear us. So I dare say that even when you are in the wrong, he will hear you. In fact, when you are in the wrong or when you feel that you have sinned, That is the best time to bring your petitions before God. 
Because he will take you out of the mess that you are in to bring you into the light so that you can address the situation better. So as Christians, I believe that is what we struggle with. And let's face it, sometimes we are indeed in the wrong. As Christians, there are some injustices that we have done to one another. We have hurt each other. And it affects another person's spiritual life. So the best place to run to is God so that he can rebuild the restoration, so that he can rebuild a broken relationship. Even you yourself who may have been wrong, who may have been wrong, will be used as a vessel of restoration. Amen. So, even if if the evil judge can listen to a plea, God can as well. Amen. Recently, on the 30th of September, we were celebrating National Reconciliation Day. I know it's a sensitive topic, so I don't want, I'm, I'm going to tread carefully. But nonetheless, it was a time in history where the church was in the wrong side of history. Where people were disenfranchised, robbed of their humanity. But just like Abel, a cover-up could not stop justice. Because God loves justice, many years passed, he brought it to light. So the church being in the wrong does not mean that we should feel guilty and feel shy. In fact, we are the right people to restore the injustice that was done. Once we have awakened to our purpose, to listen to what God says to our hearts, we are the best to restore a broken people. We are the best answer to this uh, issue that we have had in this country. So as a believer, listen to the voice of God. Whatever role that God may want you to play in the act of restoration, listen to God and do it. And remember, delivering restoration and justice does not mean retribution. Having been in, in the wrong in the past doesn't mean that you cannot change your ways and make things right. I mean, look at the life of Paul. Paul was a persecutor of believers. If we were to go by human logic, he shouldn't have been the person to advocate for believers. Yet he was the one who was used greatly in bringing many to Christ, in restoring many to Christ, restoring people's lives. 
And so, I say, the church, we believers, are the best to bring justice, to bring restoration to the injustices that have been done in the past in this country. Even at a personal level, let us allow ourselves to be forgiven for the sins that we have committed to one another from one brother to the other. And allow ourselves to bring restoration. Allow yourself to be used by God. Because many have lost faith in church because of another brother or another sister. It is, the church is a relational body. Therefore, it is inevitable that we go wrong at times. But listen to God. Repent and listen to God to restore a relationship. Amen. Because I've, I hear of people who end up now not having faith in the people of God, but rather relying or having faith in people outside the church because they say, at least we know what they stand for. They may be corrupt, they may be evil, but we know what they stand for. As compared to the believers who they stand for truth and justice, and yet they do not give me justice. This is me talking on behalf of those who feel wronged by the, the people in church. So let us repent and bring that restoration for our brothers and sisters that we may have been wrong, we may have wronged at a personal level. Moving away from the judge who was unjust and finally relented to the petition, I'm now going to talk about the widow. As I had said, the widow is representative of somebody who is vulnerable, who is less privileged. And I believe at certain times in our lives, we have been at the mercy of somebody else. So you can relate. And you know that this person's decision can decide one way or the other whether um, it could be, uh, for example, you know, you have done an uh, infringement on traffic and a police officer is just before you, do you know you have done wrong? And you say, yes. And you say, can you forgive me? You are at his mercy. That is a small thing. But in this case, the widow is pleading seemingly a much greater issue. She is pleading. She knows that this corrupt individual is the only way or channel to give me my justice. I have nowhere to go but to plead my case. So this widow, though vulnerable, she embodies what Christ is trying to teach us in this scripture, which is persistence in prayer and in faith. If there's anything that we should learn from this widow, is her persistence in faith that we should always have. 
It is a similar kind of faith that was found in Hannah in Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. When she was crying for a baby, she was barren. She had prayed so much that her voice wasn't heard, only the lips were moving. This is the kind of faith that moves God. Amen. She said that, I am not drunk when prophet Eli was saying that, are you drunk when your lips are moving like this in the morning and I cannot hear your voice? She says, no, I am not drunk. I am speaking out of a sorrowful heart and I'm seeking and pleading. Indeed, the man of God was moved. She delivered the message there and immediately. She, he said, be at peace. Your petition has been heard. Amen. That is the kind of yearning or kind of pleading that God is asking for. Persistence. With faith. The challenge is that in these days, we are so impatient. We want the answer now. We want the answer yesterday. So this scripture is reminding us as believers, whatever injustice that may have been done in our lives, that if we pray with a sorrowful heart, if we ask and plead, God is tuned to our ears. Even so, even more so, when you are speaking out of the abundance of your heart. Amen. As the worship team comes up, I'm wrapping up. The words are few, as you may see. But they carry a heavy message. That our prayer must be loaded with faith. Our prayer must be persistent. Our prayer must endure. I believe some of you may want to be prayed to have patience. I at times need patience. There are times that I am patient. There are times that I'm not even to God. You should ask for that patience, for God to give you that patience. But don't ask for the answer now. Because if you ask for the answer now, that means you have failed at your prayer. Amen. Yes. As they conclude, uh, start that music, I'm going to encourage you, brother, brothers and sisters, that God's ear is tuned to you. God, more than anyone else, will hear you because he has chosen you. You have answered his call of salvation. Utilize the power that lay in you by tapping into his glory. Put your petitions before him on behalf of yourself, on behalf of your brothers and sisters. Plead for the disenfranchised. Plead for the, uh, for the disadvantaged. Plead 
For those who do not have the light, God's ear is tuned to you. Use that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you today for the scripture that you have given to your people. I know it was brief, but I know that many a times when you want to say something, you don't need to say many words. Even if it is a single word, just like Jonah when she, he went to preach in Nineveh, he didn't go with a lengthy message, but few words for, his, for the people to repent. And my Lord, with these few words, I pray that you may move someone's heart to right the wrong they have done. I pray that, Lord, you may move the heart of those that have been hurt, that have experienced injustice and need restoration. My Lord, I pray that with these words, they may remember that you are a God who loves justice and that you will hear their voice. My Lord, I want you to remind your people that my Father, they are connected to the greatest power in all the universe. My Lord, I pray that you may remind your people that my Lord, if they cry unto you, my Lord, that you will hear their voice. I want you, my Lord, to remind your people that they have the utmost power to bring about change in our society, within our family, within our lives, when they plead to you, my Lord. I know, my Lord, as you have demonstrated with this scripture, that you are quick to listen and respond. And I thank you for that, my Lord. May your name be glorified in your house. May your name be glorified with our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.